If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. There was a little bit of luck there. You know, we could have never expected this to happen, but we had built the business to be as diverse as we could at the time that we were living it. And that gave us legs that really helped us weather that early storm. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. When actress Shay Mitchell launched her travel brand Base in 2018, travel was not laden with the nuanced challenges it is today in a recovering pandemic world. When 2020 hit, president of Base, Adila Hussein Johnson, worked side by side with Shay to navigate the big upheaval in their space. If people weren't traveling, or if people couldn't travel, what did the business need to do in order to adapt? It's a question they answered together, and they answered it really, really well. From idea conception to launching, building, and running base, Adila and the small but growing team have shifted, modified, and adapted their products, their content marketing, and their strategies to almost pandemic-proof the brand, despite its foundation being in the travel space. Adila is here to talk about content marketing and the strategies that you can use in your own business, whether you're a product or service-based brand, as well as the changing role of influencers and how your brand can carve out a niche in a crowded market, even if you're not a big celebrity. Here she is, Adila Hussein Johnson. Do I have a new podcast recommendation for you? If you like the Gold Digger podcast, you'll love tuning into Content is Profit, hosted by Luis and Fonzie Camejo, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Discover the secrets and strategies on how your business can achieve the frictionless sale. Luis and Fonzie dig into frameworks, strategies, tactics, and feature special guests to bring you all the information you need in order to turn your content into profit. 
They tackle topics like five things that you should do to grow your podcast and how to leverage trends to generate attention and answer questions like, what does it mean to stand out in the marketplace? How can you rise above the noise and help others with your offers? If you need a new show to add to your lineup, listen to Content is Profit wherever you get your podcasts. Adila, I was just telling you off air just how grateful I am to have this conversation with you today and how excited I am to really talk about you and your story and the pivots and the ingenuity and everything that happened. So welcome to the Gold Digger podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Oh my gosh. Okay. So catch us up to speed first. Where did your story begin? And did you see any clues in your early life or career that hinted at the work that you're doing today? You know, it's it's an interesting question because hindsight is 2020, right? Yes. You can look back and be like, oh, were these moments that, you know, did it set me here? I'm a super firm believer in life that everything happens for a reason. And so sometimes I do take moments to just sit back and be like, I'm just going to let whatever's supposed to be, be. I'm not an existential or like overly spiritual person, but I do believe that things happen for a reason. And so it's just interesting. I don't know how far back you want me to go, but I was born in Pakistan, raised in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates, immigrant, moved to the United States when I was 10. And, you know, I bring that up because my father, who is very much a role model for me and my mother, both of them, gave up a lot at that point in their lives. My father had a career already as a doctor had many years under his belt, had to start all the way over to give us the opportunity to live out what we all call the American dream. And what it built for me very early, and my mother was working, we we were latchkey kids. What it built for me very early in my life was that nothing comes easy. You know, you have to work for things that you want. And if you want to be successful, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of sacrifice and it takes a lot of compromise. And, you know, if I'm talking about hindsight, I think those philosophies and those approaches are very applicable in business and very applicable, especially as a working mom in the business world. And so a lot of those are just core to who I am and I think have shaped the decisions I've made, the path I've taken. Coming out of undergrad, I I can't say I thought I was going to be a lawyer. I interned in a firm and, and wasn't super thrilled with the career path that ended up not being exactly what I wanted. Like I think a lot of people learn in their first jobs or internships. I ended up joining the financial industry, which was not necessarily an industry I would have foreseen myself in, <laughs> but I was building, I joined at the time it was American Express Financial Advisors. They spun off to become Ameriprise. And what appealed to me in that career was I was building a financial practice and it was really about relationships. And it was about forging relationships with people, helping them realize a vision or a goal for their life and helping them get there. And again, you know, looking hindsight, that also is very applicable to my life and very, very much the way I build business. I'm I'm very strategic by nature. And I, I'm always looking several steps ahead of where we are to see what are we doing now, even, even in base today, what are we doing now and what's the objective and where is it going to get us? in two years and three years and five years, like, what does that goal look like? And that's how I started my career. I did that for people in their financial life. Then I went back, if I'm being honest, I left the industry because I didn't see a path forward for me as a female leader, having balance with being a mom, which was very important to me and having a family. 
it was a very grueling industry in terms of time. I think for anybody who's in it probably knows. And I had to make a decision at that point that if I'm going to continue to invest in my career, it's a long-term career. You don't put those hours in at the upfront to build a career in financial planning just to give it up a couple of years later. So I made the decision to go back to business school, very intentionally picked the Kelly School of Business because they're known for career changers. And I wanted to join. And I can't say I knew exactly what that career change would be, but I knew I wanted to be in an industry that was a that kind of gave me a little bit more of a GM experience so that I could tap into a lot of little things and learn how like businesses run from beginning to end. Went through business school, got an offer at Target. I joined there and Target is known, you know, for building leaders and providing a very well-rounded experience, which has served me so well in my career now and in the path that I've moved forward. I ended up leaving Target because I just, you know, circumstance in life happens. I moved to Canada to help run the Canada operations soon after I, I found out I was pregnant and they decided to shut Target Canada down. <laughs> so I was kind of stuck Adela, in Target. I worked for Target. Did you know that? I did not. Yes, I was in Target. I'm from Minnesota, live in Minnesota still. I was in ETL while I worked for Target no and it was during the Canada expansion. So okay, I so this left. this is like close to oh, you, you know close exactly. To home. Absolutely. Yeah, so I love this. I moved there in August, find out I was pregnant with my first in September. My husband left his career, came and got a two-year consultancy gig in Toronto because I was on a two-year expat assignment. He moved there in October. We sold our home in December. And on January 15th, they announced that they were closing. <laughs> so, you know, and, but this, and this is kind of what I mean by I'm a firm believer life happens and everything happens for a reason. I was stuck in Canada, several months pregnant. We all know that no Canadian company was about to hire me because they'd have to give me a year off for maternity leave. So, and I, I didn't have a work permit. My husband just committed to a two-year gig and I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And I just kind of sat back. I started networking, connected with a bunch of people I knew at Target. One of the leaders there connected me with somebody who's now become a close friend of mine. And she introduced me to this organization at the time was doing essentially like glorified private label for retail, specifically Target, which is why they were interested in a lot of people from Target background. I think I was like employee number five. It was called Cheeky and we produced paper plates with a cause because at the time that was kind of the shtick you know, cause-related brands were really taking off. This was like 2014, 2015 time. So I came to the company as I think my like original title was like director of marketing and merchandising. And like it is with any startup, you wear so many hats and you play so many roles. Now, Target had kind of primed me for that because that GM background really helped. But moving into a startup environment was a really difficult decision for me. I actually almost didn't do it. Because moving to Target Canada, it was kind of like the best of both worlds. You were essentially in a startup culture because everything was super entrepreneurial, but you had the backing and the resources of this enormous enterprise behind you. And that didn't work out. You know, so I was a little, a little nervous as a new mom of, well, startup, it just didn't seem like the path for me. And I had always thought I was like a big corporate person. I love resources. I love data. I love just stuff like access to information. And in startup culture, we all know that that's very limited and often just not present. So startup was not, I did not think would be for me. I was very nervous. It took a lot of convincing. 
And then I just did it. And I kind of like tell people who are, you know, I think, I think a lot of people might be facing this now, especially as we kind of call it, like, you know, I think what, I don't know the term, I forget the term they're using it, a bunch of people just like leaving companies and leaving work and looking for other things. But moving into startup world is amazing because you get this autonomy and this entrepreneurial and you truly just own things. And I loved that. I I never knew I would love it as much as I did, but I loved it. And I just started to grow with the company and, and we evolved very much as the environment as consumers evolved. And several years after I joined, Sean Neff joined our organization and he is very well networked in the LA area and had a lot of friends who are either celebrities or influencers and kind of came to us and said, Hey, like, I think what you guys are doing is great. And I think you have an amazing team. I just don't think this is the strategy that's going to be long-term. I think you need to get into like influencer led brands. And, you know, that it was just at the beginning of when that was starting. And so we essentially like realigned all our resources as a company, renamed ourselves to Beach House Group And that was the beginning of what is now this phenomenal company that's essentially an incubator for building brands, influencer-led brands that start on a very small like startup scale and now are blowing up. So I I was one of the first, I was kind of like the guinea pig call it. And I will never forget, Sean came to me. He's like, I want you to attend this meeting. It's with Shay Mitchell. And I joke with Shay sometimes because I was like, I'm terrible with names. So I had to like look her up before I walked into the meeting. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I sit there and I, you know, it's, she was so personable, so approachable. And she just said like, I want to build a brand and I want to be an entrepreneur. And, you know, and we said like, well, what are you passionate about? Like, what, what do you love to do? And that just evolved. That conversation started, it evolved, it grew. And it, it almost naturally came to this place of travel because she had, is already established herself in that industry through her platform on YouTube called Shaycations, which had long been established before we ever met with her. And, you know, she is a visionary and a creative like at heart. And she joked with us that she used to sit on planes and kind of like draw out like dream bags because she could never find in the marketplace the perfect bag. And she would literally, quite literally draw them on cocktail napkins we're like, well, like, what do they look like? What, you know, and, and that just started this brainstorm and base was born. We had experience as an organization in luggage and bags and travel goods. She had experience in the lifestyle side. And so it was such a natural synergy of talent, of experience, of interest, of passion that we decided to build a brand together. And I, I think I was like, one of two or three people supporting the business at the time. And that was, I actually just looked this up the other day, June 17th, 2017 was our first meeting. And it was a meeting literally in a conference room and we were drawing things out on pieces of paper. So to fast forward, you know, almost five years now and to have the business that we have and have built together is kind of pinch worthy, to be honest. And sometimes I have to sit back and be like, wow, like I just, I can't believe we're even here. But I'm, again, a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. And Shay believes that pretty strongly too. And I think one of the biggest reasons it's worked for us is it was this compilation of expertise, interest, passion, and authenticity. And, and consumers see that. And I think that's kind of built into this amazing brand that we have today. 
Oh, I love this story so much. And I also just love kind of, it's like a marriage of like, here's what I can bring to the table. Here's what you bring to the table. And there's so much power, Adila, in what you're talking about, because nowadays I'll look at influencers and I'm like, okay, you think you have like a brand, but you don't have an actual business. And a lot of them don't even own their platform, right? Like they are just leveraging these free platforms. And I think that there is this deeper desire to have something other than one-off partnerships or sponsorships. There's that level of ownership, but also there's this level of like, you have created something on your own. There's something really powerful in that. So I am so curious because you lead us up to this part of the story, but let's use some target terms, resilient and adaptable. Does that ring a bell for you? (laughs) So as a travel brand, you are now navigating a world that is in a pandemic that cannot travel. Walk me through what that looked like for you and how you were resilient and adaptable. (laughs) Did that bring you back? Yeah. So like... (laughs) Let's bring us back to March. I think it was like 13th, which is happens to be my anniversary or actually like a couple of days before my anniversary, but March 13th, I think we all kind of, I can't remember if that was the exact day or the day we all kind of realized this was happening. And I, I will never forget it. Like it's like literally bored in my memory. And I picked up the phone and I called Shay and I said, okay, I, here's what I think is happening. And you know, we, even when it first happened, I don't think any of us could have possibly understood no the scope and scale of what was happening to the world. But I think we all recognize, and especially in business, we all realize like something is coming, it's big, and we need to brace ourselves. And we need to figure out what the path forward is. Now, we have a team in Asia who had been impacted by this several months before us. So we had already started to think about, okay, we need to like, again, not necessarily understanding scope and scale, but we had already started to think about, okay, we need to kind of contingency plan and risk mitigate to some degree because something is happening. I don't think anybody thought it was coming to us, but we knew something was happening and we needed to plan for that side of the business. So we had already started to put a couple things in the work in terms of forward buying inventory, in terms of ensuring we had our best sellers well-stocked making sure that we placed whatever POs we needed for the businesses in advance. Like some of those things had already started. What hadn't is this understanding that the world is about to be grounded and we're in an on-the-go business, right? Like no scope there. So I remember speaking to Shane saying, okay, like I think we need to design a bunch of products that's not travel. And she was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, I think we're going to... We literally had a launch scheduled, I think like a couple of weeks after It was our first color drop and it was a bunch of rollers. And it was like our first, first set of color rollers. And I was like, I don't, you know, we can't afford to sit on this inventory. So we're going to have to launch it. But soon following, let's come up with those smaller pieces. And she went back with the design team and product team. And they basically repurposed a bunch of our resources to redesign into smaller pieces because our intuition told us at the time that okay, people are still going to have to move. I don't think we realize like everyone's going to be literally like locked in their home, but people are going to go on walks. People are going to go to the grocery store. People are going to have to move around from one place to another and they need something to put their stuff in. So we probably want to be hands-free because everybody was not wanting to touch anything. So let's like, let's create a bunch of hands-free stuff. Let's create a bunch of stuff 
that can give people a way to get from point A to point B a little bit easier, but it's not necessarily the roller that they need for the plane. And so we repurpose a few of our resources to help support kind of new innovation or support pulling up innovation that was expected for the end of the year. The other thing we did, and this was this was to the benefit of the strategy we had set at the launch of the brand. So when we launched Base, Shay and I very intentionally decided that we don't want to be a roller brand. There's amazing brands out there that had paved the way for rollers and, and luggage to be a D2C marketplace, which by the way, was like unheard of before those brands launched because it's very big, bulky product and to ship it is very expensive. So this was a brick and mortar category almost exclusively. So we rode the coattails of the, the people who had already kind of paved the way for travel or on the go being a category that people were willing to buy via D2C. So that was helpful, but we very intentionally said, we don't want to be a roller brand. Like that's not what we want to stand for. When we launched in October of 2018, we didn't launch with rollers. Again, very, very intentionally. We launched with our weekender, our backpack, cosmetic case. We launched with things that kind of created this well-rounded lifestyle of just on the go and in any form or fashion. And those items can be used on your home countertop if you want to keep your cosmetic cases and then zip it up and take it with you wherever you're going to work, to the gym, on a plane, on a trip. And so we built the brand with this diverse portfolio that, you know, a couple of months later we launched rollers and a couple of months later we launched items that met other categories. So we had already established ourselves intentionally to have a very diverse portfolio. So when COVID hit, we had the opportunity to pivot our marketing, pivot our messaging, to be able to support items that weren't rollers. And we already had the portfolio to do it. So there was a little bit of luck there. You know, we could have never expected this to happen, but we had built the business to be as diverse as we could at the time that we were living it. And that gave us legs that really helped us weather that early storm. Then as we learned the way people were moving and what people were responding to, like, don't get me wrong, those first couple of months were rough, right? For everybody, from us to I think any other business, it was rough. It was not what we expected it to be. Even though we were still beating our forecasts at the time, it was very exciting. It was still a lot of fear, a lot of concern about what the future would bring. And as the months went on, it just felt more and more severe. But we just, I think our team and everybody in the business, we really believed in our product. And I think if there's advice I can give is like lead with the thing that you know you do really, really well. And there's two things we do really, really well. We do product exceptionally well, and we do content exceptionally well. And those are the two things we leaned on. We created a bunch of content to help speak to the way people were living and respond to what's happening in our environment and give people ways to use our, our pieces meaningfully in their life. And then we led with exceptionally good, highly purposeful product. And that made sense to the consumer in the way they were living their life at the time. And that, that got us through. And as the pandemic went on, we continued to innovate in the areas that were successful and kind of continued to pull away from things that were maybe not Though we knew this time would come one day where, you know, things would pick back up. So we still had rollers coming. We still had rollers in kind of our back pocket. We just didn't lean on them. We didn't spend as much 
as many dollars on inventory. We were just a little bit leaner there. And that helped support both cash flow as an organization. It helped us give the consumer the product that they needed and wanted. And once things started to open up a little, we saw a huge insurgence in kind of weekend travel and day trips and going kind of going close by. Okay, so we created a bunch of product that helped answer that need. And that I think was really helpful. Being a small, nimble organization, we can move quickly. And we we were able to respond really, really almost immediately to kind of consumer demand. And that paid us back in spades. It's October. And you know what that means? It means sweaters and pumpkin spice lattes. And it also probably means that you're in the final stretch of your fiscal year. And in this interesting economic climate, you're also probably thinking about how to best optimize things like budgets, strategies, and operations in 2023. But let's be honest, no one wants the best probable solution to deal with whatever comes next. You want the best solution, period. Whatever stage your business is in, HubSpot CRM platform is ready to scale with you at the flip of a metaphorical switch. With totally customizable hubs, HubSpot has thousands of apps that you can easily integrate, use, or get rid of whenever you need them or don't. Plus, transparent costs and an intuitive interface means there are no fancy frills to hide behind. That's because HubSpot isn't here to probably grow your business. It's here to help you grow your business, period. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Oh, you know, it's really interesting because I think as product-based companies, a lot of times specifically for the small businesses that have products, They don't necessarily know how to create content around the product, right? Like it just becomes sales pitches, features, you know, why somebody should buy it. But I think what is most fascinating about your efforts, and I think really speaks to how adaptable you are, is this content creation piece. Because you are not only 
sharing your product, you're showing it and you're showing how to use it and enjoy it and why it matters and helping somebody pre-qualify themselves as a customer before they even know that they need the object. So for business owners that are listening to this that have products, can you talk a little bit about how they could leverage this content marketing piece a bit more so that it's not constantly sales pitches, but it's more of like a show and tell? Yeah. The best advice I can give, and I'm, I'm never one to assume the advice I give can work for everybody. So I think take from this, you know, what might make sense for your business and the industry and category you're in. But I think the number one thing, and, and when I've spoken to business owners or when I speak to people that I'm mentoring, you'll be shocked at how often this answer is not as clear as it should be. But the first thing is like, what do you do better than everybody else? Like, what is the thing that consumers give you the most credit for in terms of like your actual product? Like why would somebody come buy your product versus all the other product on the market, which there's very, very few categories where it's not proliferated and where there's not many options now. So what is that? Like, what is that thing? And once you figure that out for us, it's like hyper function, you know, for us, we build product that's super chic and super, kind of trendy to look at, but it, it has hyper function in it. It provides a ton of organization, but it doesn't make you compromise on fashion. Like that is what we do better than, in my opinion, almost any other bag company out there. So if that's the case, like then you have to figure out like how do you speak to the consumer and tell them that this is the thing you do better than everybody else in a way that makes sense for them. And this was a test and learn for us. So the other thing I'll tell kind of companies and business owners is give yourself legs to test and learn because what works for one company might not work for you, but you have to test a lot of concepts because if you're not doing that, you're not gathering information and your consumers will very quickly tell you in our environment today of this immediate gratification, what works and what doesn't. So you just need kind of like a strategy around, here's what I'm trying to achieve, Let's create some content quickly, put it out there and see what works. And do that a couple of times until you figure out what consumers respond to. But for us, what we learned is because function and kind of organization is our point of differentiation, we need to find a way to do that in a way that's like authentically us. We're kind of a little bit cheeky. We're a little bit funny. We like to be kind of a little over the top when it comes to the way we communicate to consumers and sending our message. And so we tested this concept of a walkthrough. Like, well, like when you're going to buy a car, right? You want to like look through everything. You want to sit in it. You want... So what's that concept look like for us? So we literally had Shay do a walkthrough and it took off. Our weekend are quite literally tripled almost overnight. So we learned, okay, people want that. And you know, if, if you've ever watched a walkthrough like Shay... It's her, right? It's it's her personality. She's funny. She can laugh at herself. She uses words incorrectly or she mispronounces them and that's fine. And, and she's got this personality that it just makes you interested in what she's talking about. So we had the voice, right? And that's, that is the huge benefit of having like an influencer celebrity led brand that's authentic to your product. You have a voice, you have somebody to speak your message that people can relate to. So that walkthrough worked really well. Okay, so then we took that concept and we said, 
okay, like how do we do that in different ways? Because you can't just have a one trick pony. How do we do that in different ways? The other thing we know about our consumer is our brand is kind of approachable, aspirational, right? So like we want to be aspiring to the consumer because it's a lifestyle that that is exciting and traveling the world is fun, but it needs to be approachable. Otherwise they're tuning you out. So what does that look like? So we use content as a way to communicate the lifestyle and kind of that editorialization that we all kind of know Instagram is, right? That we all take a picture and if you're filtering it, it's not exactly what it is. It's like the souped up version. So what does that look like? And almost to like a funny degree, like sometimes we're using our product in ways that are kind of comical and we kind of poke fun at ourselves. Like the one that I'm thinking about is our collapsible line. You know, it was launching around Valentine's Day. And so we did a bunch of content around like things being big or small and kind of poking fun at the occasion and using kind of sexual innuendos and puns. And people respond to that. And so I think when it comes to content, it's all about like lead with your strength, lead with what consumers know you for or you what you want consumers to know you for, and then figure out like what's the tone and what's the look and feel that takes away kind of like the seriousness. Then that takes away from the salesy piece of it, like you were speaking about. You know, it, it's not like product, product, product. People, you want people to buy into a lifestyle. You want people to buy into a brand beyond just the product. And so you need to exude that. And the best way to do that in our environment today is, is content. Show them the lifestyle that is your brand. It's more than just a product. Most of our images and content have product in it, but it's not always like in your face. And I think that is why it works so well. And it tells a story. And that's the last thing I think is you have to tell a story with whatever you're doing. Any marketing content needs to tell a story and it needs to tell your story. And that's something I feel like as I look at other brands, I don't always see, or it's not always very clear to me. And so have that story, tell that story and have kind of a message that you're trying to send and send it, right? Like be fun with it, be kind of lighthearted. And what works, you'll know, you'll know super quickly and then continue to find ways to replicate that. Yes. Oh, this is so powerful. I'm so curious, Adila, how you guys are creating base as this standalone brand, but then also leveraging Shay and her platform and her influence. Because honestly, when you go to the page, like you could know that she's behind it and you also couldn't. It's actually really powerful and super strategic. I know it's intentional. Talk to me about that. (laughs) Yeah. So if it wasn't the first meeting, it was the second meeting. Shay is, she's incredibly bright, right? And she, similar to me, I think, looks sometimes a couple steps ahead to understand like, well, what do I want this to be? She's a vision boarder, right? Like she, I think if you've ever, if you follow her on Instagram, she quite literally like vision boarded her daughter. It was like, (laughs) she had a picture on a vision board. Her daughter looks just like it. It's kind of amazing. So she, similar to me, kind of looks ahead a little bit. And we had a conversation, yeah, again, in meeting one or two, and very intentionally decided this was not going to be called Based by Shay Mitchell mm-hmm. because the brand needed to live with or without her. And when we say that, it doesn't mean that she wouldn't support the brand. It's complete opposite. Shay gets more excited when she approaches somebody at an airport and they don't know who she is and they're carrying base than when they do know who she is. Yes. Right? Like that was very, very intentional. And the reason is it kind of goes back to authenticity. People aren't buying Shay. 
They're not buying her life. Her life is going to look different and come to fruition differently in everybody's own independent lives. But what she can provide us and what she can provide the consumer is her vision, is her design aesthetic, is her attention to detail, is the vision she provides for marketing and content. That more and more, I would say now, especially with influencer and celebrity-led brands becoming as common as they are, to me, that's way more powerful than trying to sell kind of your life, right? It's selling pieces that you are... Really, again, it's the same thing as product, leading with your strengths, finding what works really well. And that's how that's how we've been successful. And that's how Shay's been successful. She's not going to sit on a call and want to talk about the accounting of the books. Like that's not interesting to her. It's not where her passion is. It's not what she... Like what drives her? She will sit and talk to you all day about creative and vision and product and features and benefits. So that's the role she plays in our business. And very intentionally, we only use her in content sparingly, you know, so that in ways that we know work. So walkthroughs highlight those things that she does really well. It helps her talk about product, creative, all the things that she essentially owns in the business. And it gives her a platform to discuss it. And it comes through when you hear her do a walkthrough, you hear that passion because it's real. It is very real. She is just that passionate about product. So again, it's kind of the same story with product, like find what works. What are the strengths? One person can't be everything to a brand or everything to a consumer. So find out what role they're going to play in your business and make sure you're building a business that can live with or without them. Because consumers, you want, again, you want people to buy into the brand and to the lifestyle. And that's going to mean something different to every single person. So instead of kind of putting somebody out there and that being the only voice of the brand and the only way you're communicating your brand, sell them the product and then use the person and the voice to help kind of grow that, grow that message and build that message. And of course, it's no surprise she had a stage and a platform to help us talk about that, right? Like 30 million people gave us this platform and a voice that would have been very hard to achieve or would have taken a very long time to achieve early in the brand's careers. But it wasn't always Shay, right? We had models, we had the product would speak for itself. And yeah, that was always very intentional to your point. And I think it's super important. And I think there are certain categories where maybe that doesn't work, maybe in beauty and, and perfume and areas like that, like the name actually matters more than even the product. But in our category, we're a functional category. Like you have to sell the product. The product has to stand on its own. And then you use that voice and you use the notoriety to help like accentuate it and build it. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive member sites, and so much more. 
Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's super awesome because I feel like having that clear division and like the very defined roles of how she steps in and what she provides is really inspiring because then it's not just reliant on her pushing. It's also a standalone brand. And I think that's where some people can get stuck, especially in that kind of marriage of leveraging someone's influence with products, but also making sure that it's not reliant on them to have a true business. And so that brings me to my last question. If there is somebody listening, regardless of which side of the coin they're on, if they're like you, Adila, and they're really good at like operations and strategy and marketing, or if they're an influencer and they have this platform, but they want to create something bigger with it, do you have any tips of advice for finding the right partnership or ways to establish a partnership that truly works? I mean, 
This is my philosophy of building teams. And I don't think it's any different when I think about kind of like how this worked really well, why this worked really well. And there's other businesses within the Beach House Group platform that are working equally as well, I would say, using kind of this a similar model. But you have to trust in the experts and get experts to run your business. I believe and I trust that there are celebrities and influence out there who know how to run business and that's their wheelhouse. Great. Well, then figure out what they're really good at. And then you have to build a team to be experts in what they do. And then you have to get out of their way. And I think that is, to me, the same philosophy in building a team. You know, you can't, you can't do everything. You can't be good at everything. And that's okay. And I don't think anybody expects that. In the same way, that's not true for people. That's also not true for a business. So like I kind of talked about in that very first meeting, it's, you know, Shay and I talk like, well, what do you like, what do you, what are you passionate about? What are the things you're exciting about? Now it worked out really well, right? Because the things that Shay's exceptionally good at are not my strengths and the things that I'm exceptionally good at, she's not super passionate about. So it works really well because there's not a lot of overlapping. We're not stepping on each other's toes and we trust that we're running that side of the business. I don't get super involved on the marketing side and the creative side because I hired somebody who does that better than 100% of the people out there. <laughs> you know, and that's one of our VP of marketing and brand, she works directly with Shay and I get out of their way. And the same with digital and the same with ops and and I think that is when building a business, you have to invest in the people. There is just no other way. And this business is absolutely successful because we have an exceptional product, but an exceptional product doesn't sell itself and it doesn't produce itself and it doesn't come to market on its own. It is the team. And the same way you would as an influencer or as a business person seek out to find the team that can help support and complement skills and be experts in what they do, you have to invest there, you have to nourish there, and you have to make sure that's where your time and resources are going because that is why we are successful. It is all the other stuff would fall flat if you didn't have a team of super passionate, exceptionally hardworking experts doing what they do best and letting them and empowering them to do what they do best. And that to me, if there's any advice I can give is find, find the niche that you play in. Don't try to be everything to everybody. Hire experts to fill in the gaps and then let people do their jobs. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's like a mic drop moment right there. (laughs) Where can everybody find you, connect with you, learn more about BASE? Give me all of the places for connection. Well, we can follow us on Instagram, which is at BASE handle. BASETravel.com is our website. So that's a great place. We have... I have a growing and very, very engaging TikTok channel as well, which is all our handles are the same at that base. So you can follow us. That's also where you'll hear about all our upcoming launches, all the fun things that are coming to the market, which there is so much come fall of this year. So I highly recommend anybody who's interested in the brand to get on those channels because that's where you'll hear it first. Email is another way. So you can join our email list through our website. And we try to be really good about getting that communication out first, even though sometimes things leak through our Instagram. Our consumers are very passionate and they see things that you'd be shocked that they see. And so they tell people things a little sooner sometimes than we'd like, but it's fun. And having that type of a consumer is really, 
that's really engaged is really exciting and it helps us. They're also like our product team. Like we go to them all the time for feedback and advice and it's great. So yeah, please join us on all our social channels and check out our website because we have an incredibly diverse portfolio that we hope can meet all kind of the on the go needs of consumers. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the Gold Digger podcast. This was a treat. Oh, it was my pleasure and happy to be here anytime. That interview was fascinating to me. I love watching brands be born and partnerships formed and watching women really own what their gifts are and create partnerships where they just win. I mean, thinking about how BASE navigated the pandemic world, shifted their content and stayed in touch with what their customer needed. That's super inspiring. I think back to my target days where we had all of these different leadership traits and being resilient and adaptable was one. And I can truly tell that Adila is both of those things and so much more. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.